The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Well, hi, everybody. I am just bursting. The love in my heart is just going out. I hope you can feel it. I'll take some of yours back because that's why we're all here. It's October already. Can you believe it? And we are then taking callers today. That's what we do the first Thursday of every month. And in fact, it's funny, Lynette, my wonderful show assistant, usually tells me on Friday who next week's guest is just to remind me. And I'm like, Saturday, I'm like, should I tell her? She didn't remind me who's next, who next week's guest is. And then I looked, looked it up myself and I went, oh, it's me and all of you. <laughs> so if you were with me last month, one of the callers had a question for me that really kind of stunned me. She said, my question is, can you meet me for lunch in two days? It turns out when she heard that Ty and I were traveling through Alabama and she lives in Alabama, she wondered if we would be traveling through her town. That Her name is Melita. And we looked at the map and we were going right through her town and of course, right at lunchtime. So I just wanted to follow up with all of you and tell, us, tell you that that actually worked out, that Melita and Ty and I enjoyed a wonderful lunch in a German restaurant and I just thought that was so cool how spirit brought us all together so a big thank you to Melita for that wonderful memory I also want to give a shout out to Stephanie who wrote on Facebook today that she listens to the show all the time but not live because she's at work and I just wanted to to send her a little smile today those of you who are in the same boat I thank you all so much for sending me that good energy and it's coming right back at you If you listened last week, I talked about my upcoming Awakened Living workshop that was held last Saturday. It was a charity workshop to raise money for Always and Forever Animal Shelter and not shelter, Animal Hospice, Animal Sanctuary. And I am so thrilled that everybody who contributed helped us to send a check after the event to the sanctuary for $13,333. How about all those threes? So that was thrilling. And that workshop is now available online for anybody free. You can find it on YouTube, Awaken Living with Suzanne Giesman, or also at SuzanneGiesman.com slash gifts or SuzanneGiesman.com slash videos. It's a two hour plus workshop and I've gotten so much good feedback 
and I hope that you watch it and gain some insights from it as well. So let's see. Anybody who calls in today, if I take your call, as we do the first of each month, I'm going to enter your name onto a drawing, and at the end of the hour, I'll call, I'll pick one out, and whoever's name I call will have your choice of one of my three online courses as my gift for, and thank you for calling today. So a little bit of a different start this time. I usually take questions, and if I can't answer them, my guides will answer for us. But this morning, I received a text from my dear friend Irene saying, call me. I have to share with you an amazing story. I love when people say I have an amazing story because 99% of the time it has to do with some kind of sign from across the veil that somebody who has passed has gotten through that is what I call an NOE moment. And that means no other explanation than that our loved ones who pass are still right here. So I got on the phone with her and we were riding down the road. Ty was driving. I'm sitting there and I'm chatting with Irene. And I just, when she got to the punchline, I went, oh my God, that really is amazing. And poor Ty had to wait till I hung up the phone to share it with him. But it was so amazing that I went to the person the story actually happened to, and her name is Carol. And I said, Carol, will you come on the show today and share that with everybody? Because it truly is one of those stories that has no other explanation. And I know it will just give everybody a lift. And it's the reason we do this show. It brings messages of hope to all of us. Carol, I see you are on the air already. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for having me. Well, you're welcome. I'm just going to let you tell the story as it unfolded in your own way. And if I just interrupt you with questions, we'll just roll with it. So what happened? So a girlfriend of mine is a manager of different um, storage units that are located in South Carolina. And she had asked me for help last week to do some uh, business at these different storage units. Um, so I was with her, and we were taking care of business, and one of the things that we needed to do was meet a gentleman who owns a storage unit in Bluffton, South Carolina. So we met with him because we had to give him some paperwork and invoices anyway. When I met him, my girlfriend said to him, you know, Hayward, this is Carol. Carol, this is Hayward. And on his shirt, it said Moss Creek. He had a golf shirt on, and it said Moss Creek. So I asked I'm familiar him, with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I said to him, do you live in Moss Creek? And he said, yes, ma'am, I do. And I said to him, oh, I said, I know a couple people that live in Moss Creek. And he asked, what was their name? So I proceeded to tell him about Irene and Tony. And I, I won't even try to pronounce Irene's last name. I've never been good with that name. Well, we don't need to use last names anyway, but many of you who listen to the show know that Irene is vice president of Helping Parents Heal, and she runs the local chapter here where in outside of, in or around Bluffton, where I actually live now as well. So go ahead. Okay. So I had, I had told him that I knew Irene and Tony, and um, when I had tried to pronounce the last name, oh, and I also mentioned Suzanne and Ty. He didn't know Suzanne and Ty, but he said to me with Irene, when I tried to pronounce the last name, he said, is she the lady that has that big golden colored dog? <laughs> 
And I said, yes. I said, that was her daughter, Carly's dog. Carly, you know, left, left this world and transitioned. I said, she ran ahead to heaven. And so when the dog was a puppy, Irene and Tony took the dog. And now they've raised the dog for, I think it's eight years. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, oh, he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, I, I think I, I, I know her. Is she the lady that does all that, that spirit stuff, like that witchy poo stuff? <laughs> and I'm originally from, well, I'm from Jersey most of my life. And I got, I became a little bit offended at the, I didn't like the way that he was referencing Irene because I love Irene. Yeah. And so I kind of, I kind of got my back up a little bit. And um, so we proceeded, then it took us into the conversation about the afterlife. And I had shared with him that my only child had passed away a little over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And he shared with me that his son passed away five years ago. And he said to me, I don't, I don't believe in any of that stuff. He said, are you a part of that group? Because I don't believe in any of that stuff. And so I proceeded to tell him that I was. And then we got into talking about signs. And I said to him, your son has been transitioned for five years. Have you ever received any signs? And I love that you didn't just a... drop it, right? You can tell the no. man has a bit of disdain for this, but you know what you know. Sure. So I, I proceeded to tell him that or ask him if he had received any signs. And he said, oh, no, that's a bunch of nonsense. I don't, you know, I don't believe in any of that. And I had some videos on my phone and I said to him, you know, in all due respect to you, it's not nonsense. Let me share with you some of the signs that my son has sent me. So I shared a couple videos with him on my phone, um, and he was he was taken back by it. Uh, but I think he was still somewhat skeptical. But I, he did I, I to have to there's... share. Irene Irene told me this morning that you have one that's a video of a blanket that was moving by itself. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And, and what did he ask you about that? I thought that was hilarious. He said, how did, how did that happen? And I said, well, I had guests over, and they left, and I stripped the guest bed, washed everything, and I remade the bed. And as I was making the bed, I was talking to my son, Brendan. And I said to him, Brendan, it's been a while since you sent me a sign. I'd really love something. It doesn't have to be big. Just send me a sign. Let me know you're okay. Let me know that you can hear me. And all of a sudden, the, the, the bedspread just started to move and I was able to capture it on video I can't wait and to it see went that. on for about 20 seconds Oof. and, and as, what did this you know, man as, say he was he went from being a complete skeptic to having no explanation for how that happened yeah and I <laughs> said to him I was I was speaking with my son who's where your son is Irene told me that he asked if you had like a little pet gerbil or hamster or something that was on the blanket. He did. He (laughs) did because that's what it looked like underneath. And I said, no, I have a dog and I have a parrot. I don't have a a gerbil or a hamster. (laughs) Um, And then I proceeded to show him a video of a chair in my garage. It was a colder night, which we don't get many of those here in Savannah. And I was in the garage and I was talking to my son and all of a sudden this chair just starts to bounce. Wow. And again, I picked up my phone and I videotaped it. So when he saw that, he said, well, I, I mean, certainly there, it, that he couldn't reference a gerbil or a hamster to this <laughs> chair. 
Well, your son's powerful. So it's yeah, he's yeah, he's he really is. And I, I started getting signs from him um pretty much immediately after he ran ahead to heaven. So anyway, as I'm showing this man these videos, I showed him two or three and then he said, Well, you know, let's let's get together and we can meet for lunch sometime and maybe you can share some more with me. That's and I a said, big at this point Sure. And at this point my phone was off. And I had put my phone back into my purse. And all of a sudden, the song from Adele, Hello from the Other Side, starts to play on my phone. Woohoo! And I reached into my purse and I pulled out the phone. And he said to me, how did that happen? <laughs> the man literally, he almost fell over. <laughs> I have uh, uncovered with my- goosebumps. How about all of you? <laughs> And my girlfriend that I was with, the one that I was helping, she was she was pretty shocked herself. Um, so I said to Hayward, how do you explain that? I said, that's your boy and my boy letting us know we're hello from the other side. We're They're right here. I said, your son's right next to you, and so is mine. And my first question and, for Irene was, do you have that song on your phone? I do not. I do not not because Irene asked me. No, I have. I do not. I don't listen to Adele. (laughs) And all of a sudden, your phone is in your purse, and you can hear Adele singing, Hello from the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. But the best part was when I went to get the music to stop, I don't know where the music was coming from. I Mm. couldn't get the music to stop. (laughs) So I completely had to power down my phone, completely shut it down in order to get the song to stop. I can hear your son right now saying, Mom, you muted me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I think that the spirit world pulled out all the stops because that man needed to step out of his grief and start to know what those of us listening to this show know. That the greater reality is real right. and they are still with us. It is a beautiful story, Carol. Yeah, it was, um, I think it was very enlightening for him. Yeah, because I know you rocked the world. <laughs> yeah, he went from being completely a non-believer and thinking it was nonsense to, wow, let's let's meet for lunch so you can share some more with me. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm going to put your name in my drawing just because I'm so grateful to you for for coming on. But I know that everybody's just giving you a big hug for for standing up for what you know and helping to change that man's life, but also honoring the two young men across the veil, your son and his, by letting them show us in their beautiful, magical ways that love never dies. How about that? Thank you, Suzanne. <laughs> Thanks, Carol. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye-bye. And uh, I remember I talked with Irene afterwards, and she says she's going to see if they can change the mailbox to say Irene Witchy Woo. (laughs) Very funny. All righty. Well, while we're going to get busy here and take some of the other calls, I want to just remind you the number to call in is 816-251-3555. And in the second half, if we get through most of these questions, if anybody else has a no other explanation story, and I have a couple of short ones of my own from earlier this week, I might share just before or after the break, you can call in with those as well today because they really, really open our hearts and minds and just 
help us realize how magical this life really is. So I see Jackie, you've been waiting the longest of anyone. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Thank you. I just love your show and I've uh, read your book and just fascinated by everything. I love this topic. So um, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask a question. I've never called in before. So um, what would you like me to do? Yeah, that's usually what we do this. Unless you have one of those amazing can't deny it, knock your socks off stories. We'll, we'll take questions about the afterlife or the other side or anything like that. Um, uh, questions about the afterlife. Um that sounds good. Can you ask a personal question? Usually we don't get into readings on the air, if that's what you're wondering about, but you just follow your heart and ask what you need to know. Usually questions okay. that people have apply to everyone anyway. Well, I, I think that, I think that um, I've been getting um, a lot of guidance, and I'm not sure who's given it to me, but it seems to be so right on. And so I guess I was just kind of hoping to see if I could find out if I think it's my father-in-law or my father, and it's really it's it's one of those things that wakes me up in the night, so I'm not sure. Okay, that brings up a couple points. Then the first question I would have for you is: Have you asked this person who you sense who it is? I have, but I don't get a real. Um, I don't feel like I get a real answer back, and I'm not. I'm still not sure. Why that is, if it, uh, because I'm open to this. I'm very open to it. So, mm -hmm. Okay. And then the second most important question is, is the guidance, are the insights helpful and healing? Um, more like in advance of something that's going to happen. And it's just mm. trivial things. Like I'll think of, of somebody that I haven't thought of for a long time and, and I, I sort of hear their name, and then all of a sudden I hear from them. So it's it's more those kinds of things, I guess. Okay. Yeah, and I can't tell you right now who it is. And usually it's your own heart will let you know. And But the number one thing is to encourage all of you when this happens to realize that you're communicating with intelligent beings. And so ask them point blank, who is this? And then you may hear an answer. You may see a flash of a picture of someone. I remember when the young man named Wolf, who I wrote about in Wolf's message, first dropped into my awareness in early morning hours in bed. And I had no idea who this was because I'd never met him before. And I said, who are you? And he flashed the image of his parents who I had briefly met. And so then I intuitively knew this was their son. And so all of you, when you have this kind of question, when you ask, who is this, some kind of image may come to you or just a knowing and go with that. But the bottom line is that does it really matter as long as it's helpful and healing? I've had a lot of drop-ins and I don't know who they are. If it's not somebody trying to get an urgent message for someone else, and then you need to know who that message is for, then just thank them for what they show you and ask them to show up again and to turn up the clarity so that you can figure out who it is. But otherwise, just make sure to thank them. And if it's helpful and healing, act on the guidance that you receive. Is that helpful to you? That really is. Thank you. I'm going to try that. I, I, I think that I've been so focused on trying to figure out who it is that maybe I'm missing some of what also is being sent to me. So, Ah, good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's and you see. might want to start having leaving a pad of paper and pen by your bed to write down things so you don't forget them and wake up in the morning and have missed something good. 
Okay. Yeah, I remember you and your book saying that. So, all right. Well, thank you so much. I love your show. Oh, thank you for calling, Jack. Jackie. Talk to you later. All righty. So let's move on. How about PJ? Welcome to the show. Hi, Suzanne. Thank you so much for taking my call. I have a question um, that I think will be helpful and useful to everyone. I am looking to transition my career. I just finished a second graduate program, and I'd like to move into a new area of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel to get there, there's, you know, 15 different things I should be doing, um, but I'm trying to figure out how to articulate a prayer requesting guidance about the first step or the right direction to move in. Oh, nice. I was wondering nice. if you could help with that. Well, what I'm hearing as you ask that question is keep it simple and try <laughs> one step at a time. So okay. actually, if you go into an expanded state of awareness, all of us, with an intention in mind to get guidance about the career in this situation, mm-hmm. your guides already know what you're going to ask. That's the thing we need to understand. You don't have to oh. wait and impose. It's not like us humans where nobody knows what you're thinking until it comes out of your mouth. Your guides see you sitting down. They're already reading your mind. They already know what's best for you. So you just, you can sit and with the intention that the best question come forward, that is going to actually be put in your mind what to ask. But in this case, so you might start with, what is it I need to know about this career change or this uh, next step in my education? And then just affirm that as a way of affirmative prayer rather than supplicatory where you're asking for help. Just say, I'm affirming my guides that you're with me every step of the way and I know you will show me exactly which steps to take in which order. We're affirming that the greatest good will be served through my intentions and through my actions. And so that would be a wonderful overarching affirmation to make anytime you sit down for guidance. And then you can just ask, what step do I take next? Okay. How's that? Okay. That's tremendously helpful. That's Yay. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I know that your guides will appreciate that you're taking the time to sit down and acknowledge that somebody is listening to you when you ask the question, that you're setting aside the time to deliberately ask with clarity. And you also might want to have a pad of paper and pen near your bed because they may start giving you downloads. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes, certainly. Certainly. Thank you so much. You're welcome, PJ, and good luck with all of those dreams. Thank you. Have fun. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We have five minutes. I think we can answer another question in that time. So let's go to Karen. Welcome to the show. Karen in North Carolina, you are on the air. Right. Um, first of all, I've read a number of your books, and they're, you're an awesome writer. I enjoy them very much. Thank my question you. is, every night um, I talk to my family and who have passed on and via prayer, and on two different occasions I just received a thought that appeared to come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and it was about the I Love Lucy show. 
Hmm. Well, this was a show that my mom and I would look at together when I was around five or six years old. So could that be her communicating with me? And how can you tell the difference between, did, is that just a thought that I associate it in my brain with my mom and that's why it came out? Or is that a communication? I guess I get confused how okay. to identify that. First thing that tells me that that was from your mom is that you feel nudged to ask the question, is that mom? You're already making that association because your mom's speaking through your heart. This is me. This is me. So your heart okay. already knows the answer. The other thing is, of the millions of associations you make with your mom, she chose one that's random, that you were not thinking about recently. It seemed to have come out of nowhere, but you immediately associated it with her and with happy times, right? Right, right. So you know it's not you. Now, if you saw I Love Lucy on cable TV one night and then you think about it and you're thinking of your mom, that is likely not her. But what we look for is something that you had no reason to think of in that moment. And then it caused you to think about your mom and your heart already knows, oh, it's her. So you acknowledge it and you can start a conversation with her then. Okay, that. That makes perfect sense. Thank you. Yeah, it's very cool. Thanks for asking that question. And I know a lot of people right now are seeing little light bulbs go on over their heads. Very nice. All right. Take care. Karen's reminding me of when you go to Sedona, Arizona, there's one house where Lucille Ball used to live. And the people have put a mannequin of Lucy up on the balcony and she's looking down on on the highway that goes by there. And I know a bunch of you now have been there and you're like, yeah, I've seen that. So we have just one minute to go. I don't want to take a caller, so I'll tell you about one of my magical moments just this week. Lynette not only helps me with my radio show, she schedules my readings. And our friend Brenda across the veil helps me with my readings as a guide in mediumship. And we've gotten to play this game Every time before a reading, I sit down and I say, Brenda, you ready to go? Are you going to help me with the reading? Tell me something going on with Lynette right now. And boom, just like that, she tells me something. I text it to Lynette. Lynette is almost always there at her phone and writes back, and it's magical. This week, I said, Brenda, what's up with Lynette? And immediately, she showed me Lynette moving a zipper up and down. I texted Lynette, said, getting ready to do a reading. Brenda shows me you're fiddling with a zipper. And she writes back, OMG, right this instant. And Lynette usually wears real comfy clothes without zippers. And so it was very unusual for that to be happening, but so cool, right that instant. What does that tell us? You call on your friends and your family. They're probably thinking of you already, just like we were already talking about, and they will go out of their way to put thoughts into your mind if we question them and ask them. So let's come back after the break for some more magical moments, taking questions from callers and just sharing the love. Talk to you in a few. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. 
Experiment with a variety of art forms. Engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation. And discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Well, hi, everybody. I hope you had a chance to join us at the beginning of the show. If you didn't, go back and listen in the archives because we're sharing some magical stories from across the veil. And I know that some of you come to these shows because you're grieving, but my whole goal is to show you that, yes, we grieve, but we have reason to go from beyond hope to knowing that our loved ones are still part of our lives. I've had some readings this week that were just so affirming, so validating where the the my sitters could not deny that their loved ones are still part of the family, always and forever. I, uh, speaking of archive shows, I've just catapulted myself into this century by downloading the Spotify app for the first time. Lynette sent me a link to something, and it was on Spotify, and, and I thought, you know, I need to check that out. And my goodness, there. I did a search for my name, and there is every one of the episodes of Messages of Hope radio show from newest to oldest or oldest to newest. And so you can do like some people do and binge listen when you need a dose of hope. We ended the last half hour, and I'll get to you callers who are waiting. Bear with me, please. Uh, Ended the last half hour with a magical story of how my friend Brenda across the veil plays this game with me, telling me what's going on with Lynette right before readings. But we also do it before the radio show. So just before we started today, I sat down and I said, hey, Brenda, you here? Note, that's all it takes to connect with anybody across the veil, the belief that they're there and connecting with them. I didn't have to go through a big meditation or, or, or say, "Om," anything like that. Probably because I've had over a decade of doing that preparatory work <laughs> beforehand. But I said, Brenda, you here? What's going on with Lynette right now? And she showed me Lynette hand over hand climbing up a ladder. And I thought, nah, Lynette doesn't climb ladders. And she lives in an apartment building. She doesn't have a ladder. But I sent a text to Lynette and said, what's up with you and a ladder? And she said, I'm bringing one over from my storage locker this weekend to change light bulbs. And I said, really? When did you think about that? Because that's important to me that I like to know how much those across the veil know. And she said, I've been thinking of it daily for the last week because the bulb is out. I'm planning on getting it tomorrow. So once again, there's your evidence that those we love who are across the veil and we love Brenda know what's in our thoughts, know what's in our intention, know what we're up to. They also help us keep us safe when we're climbing ladders like take it easy like Lynette don't put your finger in that blender but that's a whole other story <laughs> all right let's get back to callers and questions or stories that you want to share let's see Sandra I believe you've been waiting the longest so thank you for your patience you're on the air hi Suzanne thanks for taking I, my call of course what? What does Sanaya have to tell us about our dreams, particular prophetic or uh, informational type dreams? Number one, and I was just learning from them about dreams in the last couple of days, 
when they're not frightening, then that's when we should pay attention to them. If they're a little disturbing, pay attention too. But if they're really, really disturbing, that can often be your subconscious mind just trying to work out things. There are issues you need to deal with. But um, if you have recurring dreams, there's most definitely something that is bubbling up that you should get healed or work on. But as for prophetic kind of hard to tell if a dream is prophetic until it actually happens, right? So just pay attention. If you feel there's something you need to tell somebody about, hey, I had this dream. I don't know if it means anything. Do it with an open heart without any fear and hopefully make a difference. But don't give in to fear because often that's simply just uh, jumbled up stuff running around in our minds, okay? Great. I had a prophetic dream that totally changed my life, so I believe in attention to them. Wow, very cool. I love that that's how higher consciousness speaks to you, through the dreams. Great. Thank you so much, All right, You're welcome. Thanks for coming on. All right, let's move to Rebecca. Welcome to the show. Yes, thank you for taking my call. This is the first time I've been able to listen to you live. Oh, cool. Yeah. Boy, I, there are so many questions. But um, from your previous caller, I, I was going to ask one question, but I'm going to ask this one and see perhaps um, you could help me with this. In regards to dreams, uh-huh. uh, sometimes right before I'm going to sleep or during the night, I will get a whole series of faces coming at people faces. Uh-huh. I have no idea who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them ha- have sort of a, a no expression at all. Some of them clearly are like very distressed, and they literally just, it's just a flash, and then the next mm-hmm. one, and then the next one, and the next one. And I really haven't known what to do with that, so I just um, I just say bless you, to you know, to, to bless each face. Mm-hmm. But there are never anyone that I... No. Okay. And I don't know what that, do you have any sense of what that is or why? I do. I do. As we're falling off to sleep, what's happening is that our alignment to this human bandwidth of energy and information that is what all is, everything is this, this vibration of consciousness. We are tuned into the human bandwidth, normal waking consciousness. And as we drift off to sleep, we kind of shift stations a little bit. We're going into dreamland, dream state, an expanded state of awareness. And it seems like your dial is slipping a little and you're tuning in to other realities, other frequencies. As a medium works, they simply set the intention of tuning into the astral realm where our loved ones are when they pass. And that realm is not some far off place. It's right here. Every dimension is here because everything is consciousness. So by setting the intention, we just shift our focus like tuning a radio dial. So what it appears is this happen that's happening to you is your dial is just shifting and you're suddenly able to see faces of beings who are here in consciousness as well. I love what you're doing and just saying bless you. 
if your heart nudges you further, you could probably learn to access those realms at will. There are people who help souls who who just need a little nudge to know that all the love and the assistance they need is also right here for them. And to look around you at the light beings who are here to help you and take their help or just start talking to those who are not in a distressed state. So wouldn't that be interesting if that turned out to be something that you really opened up? Are you with me, Rebecca? Where'd you go? She dropped the line. Well, I hope that answer was helpful to all of you. And Rebecca can hear the answer in the archives. Oh, well. Okay. Let's see. Let's then move on to Susan. Hi, Susan. How are you doing today? Hey, Suzanne. How are you? From down the street here. Okay. I I, uh, actually have uh, realized I've saved this question since April. Um, So here it is. It's my understanding that what we do here on Earth affects the quality of our afterlife when we go back. And since we plan our lives with our soul group before we come here, if someone takes on a role of a really bad person to help the soul grow, does that person then have to suffer a bad next afterlife for taking on that responsibility? Well, Susan, my experience is that we don't deliberately take on roles to do harm, but that's what has come through the filter of my awareness. There may be other people who get involved in soul planning who would say otherwise, that people came here knowing they would do something harmful to others, but not from the teaching that I've gotten. So I know that we may take on roles that put us in positions where we get to make choices, and some of those choices might be more challenging than others. But always our choice is to make choices that are aligned with love. Clearly there are those who don't make those choices, and then they do have to deal with that those choices when they get across the veil and see the results of their choices in the, in the life review. But I really can't answer your question except from my own personal experience of connecting with loved ones. So again, it may be a different answer than others would have gotten, but no matter what the choices made here, no matter what role people signed up for, we all Learn from those choices one way or another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. You're welcome. I'll see I'll you see around. You Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. And again, I want to encourage anybody that wants to call in. We have about 15 minutes left in the show. If you have a no other explanation, awesome, amazing, knock your socks off story of a sign from a loved one across the veil, we would love to hear it. Meanwhile, I have two people waiting here. Joan in California, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Suzanne. Hi, how are you? Doing great. Um, th- thank you for taking my call. I um, I'm, I was. It's exciting that this that the, this theme about dreams because my question was about dreams. I my husband died about five years ago, and I've had lots of good experiences, and I had a visitation dream. For oh, nice. It was great, but I've had recurring dreams also at the same time over the years that are about him turning away from me or um, being involved with somebody else or just somewhat painful dreams of a little mm-hmm. bit of rejection. 
and they become less painful over time. And now I've come to think of them as about getting freeing myself of the story that he has to be who he was to me in this lifetime. And I wonder if that makes any sense or if I'm just eluding myself. <laughs> I'm just oh, not this. at all. Again, th- this is the teaching that just came from my guides about recurring dreams. I had one of my own and I was just ignoring the fact that it came up over and over till the guides in meditation said, Basically, hello, <laughs> how many more times do you need mm. to have this dream? And yours, like mine, different subject, have the same theme over and over. And it's very clear to you what that theme is. Now, I don't know if it's your husband or not actually visiting you, but it is the the object, the issue of the dream that's so important. The thing is, that is most likely stuck energy, a pattern of thought that's still within your energy body. And so it's coming up in the dreams to be cleared. The guides actually said, this is one of those instances when other people, gifted energy healers are given to us as gifts to help clear out these deep-seated patterns that we may not be able to clear ourselves. In my case, I wasn't able to stop this, so I found an an energy healer. And so, in fact, I've got to give her name right online, Annie Bond. You can Google her, Annie B. Bond. I like to give recommendations when I know somebody uh, might need a personal referral, and many of you listening may have your own folks that you could recommend to others Uh, So find somebody, identify the issue, and see if they can help you to to see that in a new light and to clear that pattern that keeps coming to the surface in your dreams. Okay? That's wonderful. Thank you. Very helpful. You're welcome. All righty. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Well, we got a bunch of people called in in response to my asking, so we're just going to just keep moving through all these calls and loving everyone. Daryl, you're on the line. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Uh, I'll try not to be so nervous. Uh, I'm always so nervous when I call in, but uh, I've enjoyed listening to the other callers and their dream uh, experiences and I, I'm sorry to say that I'm not dreaming as much lately. I always used to. But if you're not sleeping as well as you used to, I suppose that inhabits your dreams. But uh, I wanted to ask uh, Sanaya, well, I, again, like one of your other callers said, I have lots of questions. But uh, there, there are some trite phrases that I believe are, are true, such as there are no accidents, everything happens for a reason, would Sanaya concur with that? And and along the same line, uh, in other but, words... Daryl, just ask one, one at a time because that's all the limited Suzanne can handle, <laughs> okay? The guides oh, no, can no, handle no. it all. But... What I'm getting at is this is related to what I just said. I, I, I had an epiphany this week where I have never thought this before, but... Uh, Perhaps you remember, I uh, I lost my husband, and I wasn't sure I truly loved him. But it was only after losing him that I realized I had. But the epiphany I had, and it goes along with no accidents or everything happens for a reason, is could the other side truly help you in choosing your soulmate? In other words, 
it isn't an accident. And even though I, I didn't feel spiritual back when I first met Ted, in fact, I tried to get rid of him. <laughs> or, you know, and, and he was persistent. And believe me, we had 50 great, great marriage. So uh, please ask Fania. Okay. Let's see what they say. Well, you All get right. My there goes my lip twitch saying this is coming from them. Oh, good. There I are no to... accidents. It all depends on point of view. Things are definitely orchestrated from a higher level, but we humans are the ones who make our choices. So guides may know what's in our best interest and try to have things happen, but if we make choices that aren't in alignment with what is in our best interest, then other things may happen. But everything happens for a reason really could also be restated as everything happens as an opportunity for your soul's growth. So as we make choices, we learn by trial and error. And when we look back, we see that growth ensues if something was good or something was not so positive for us. So everything aligns to give us opportunities to grow. No doubt about that. There are no accidents. Mm. There are, everything happens through relationships. So what is an accident for one person may be the lesson for the other person. So again, as with everything, the guides are urging us to rise above the individual story, see from the greater perspective, see how everything is interconnected and that there is great reason in everything. The whole purpose for being here to add more beauty to our life, to add more love and may our choices always lead to that. So thanks for the oh. question, Daryl. Okay, well, can I just add one more thing? Uh, <clears throat> when I say no accidents, right, I agree it's from that higher perspective that there are no accidents because I think you were implying that uh, what, what seems to be good for the goose might not be good for the gander in terms of their personal stories, but uh, in terms of the greater, the greater good, there are no accidents, and, and I thought of another possibility. But anyway, okay. uh, I, I, I love you, and Sanaya, you're my, my first go-to people, and I'm still, work- <laughs> I'm still well, working. You're I'm still honored. Oh. Thank you, Daryl. I'm, I'm honored any time that the lessons and the teaching share helps with anyone, and I give all credit, all credit to spirit. So let's see. We're going to move on to Elizabeth. Thank you for calling in. Elizabeth, you're on the air. Can you hear us? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, go. Go go ahead. Oh, okay. So I, uh, you asked for some fun um, uh, magical stories. Yes. And I've been, ever since I've kind of discovered you, just working on uh, practicing meditation and connecting with whoever, but especially my dad. Mm-hmm. And then so looking for signs, asking for signs. And I'd get one here and there, either his birth date or I'd be thinking about him, triple numbers. But then it occurred to me one day, he was such an interesting person and a character and had a great sense of humor. So I got this knowing that he's like, I'm not going to be that basic. I'm, I'm, you're going to hear from me in a very interesting way. Oh, good. So one day I see this bill that was due that day, and I don't usually pay the bills. My husband 
does. But I was like, oh, it's due today. Let's see if I have a password so I can pay it online. I go into this index file card or card um, to see if there's a password there. And I come across this index card that I had written three of his best friends from my college and throughout his life. And one particular, I was like, oh, I, I should give him a call to see how he's doing. And I'm mm -hmm. telling you, I haven't looked at this index file for months, months, mm -hmm. if not a year. So that night, and, and I just forgot about it. Um, that night, my brother came over for dinner, and he said, oh, like there was a group text among my, among my brothers, Father Jack passed away today. It was like, and, and that was the name on the card. Wow. And it was just like, and then I remembered, whoa, I was in that box and came across that name, and, and it was such like, just such a connection to my dad. Um that I was like, exactly, like that is the kind of thing that he's going to do, like that day, and then I hear it that night that he passed. So yeah. that's just, uh, was magical for me. You know, I love that you shared that, Elizabeth, because it ties right into Daryl's question about there are no accidents. What that's, that mm -hmm. phrase is really speaking to is these kinds of things where you notice the connections that's not an accident. You set the intention, and there it was in your face, this web that we're a part of. In that way, there's no accident that that happened. And you asked for it, and it, you got that. So that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Thank you All for right, calling thanks. and Have sharing that. Day. Yep. All right. Bye -bye. You take care. Keep asking your dad for those signs. Oh, I will. All right. Yay, they love to play along with us. Let's see. How about we go to Wendy? Welcome. Hello. Can you hear me? You bet. Hi. Um, I first, let me say thank you for doing the work that you do. I love um, listening and joining in um, when you have your monthly sessions. And I just... Uh, caught kind of the tail end here today and I heard it was about dreams so I thought I'd call and share a dream uh, medium experience that I had um, and it was about well I was having a dream and uh, it was with my girlfriend and her mother but her mother had passed years before and we're standing in her house and two caskets appeared and I saw her mother in a casket, and I looked at her, and I said to my girlfriend, I said, oh, that's not your mom. That It looked like a really bad embalming job, if you will. And in the second casket, she appeared just as she was when she was living. I said, that's your mom. Hmm. And suddenly her mom made a face at me. She had one eye closed, her mouth twisted, and she stuck her tongue out at me. I immediately woke up. I immediately went from the dream state to conscious state, and I felt the side of my bed next to me go down as if someone was sitting. And I love when so I that just, happens. <laughs> I know. I said, oh, hi, Joanne. I just, I just went to, it's my girlfriend's mom, and she's just popping in for a visit. So I said hello, and I fell right back to sleep. So two days after the dream, I had been to the grocery store, and we don't watch the news, but I came home, and the news was on. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I missed a part. I got a call while I was at the grocery store from this gal who asked if I would do a funeral 
for uh, her grandson. And I had never done a funeral before, but I am. I had taken ministerial class for two years and learned all sorts of, you know, different paths and just really mm-hmm. opened myself up. And and I said, well, I've never done that before. She's like, well, you're a minister. And I said, okay, I can. I said, let me call you back. I got all my groceries. I'm bringing them in and I'll call you right back. And I'm walking through and the news is on and it's about a boy that had passed and they were at their funeral home. So I got it. Ding, ding, spirit. Yeah. Uh, my guy's saying, uh-huh. So I called her back and said, certainly I'll, I'll do that. Um, her grandson was in his 20s. I get to the funeral uh, hall. It was at the funeral home. Um, they had originally said they didn't want a service because he didn't believe in God and they didn't want anything. Well, it was the night before. They kind of panicked. The family panicked. They said they wanted somebody to speak, and that's why the gal called me. So I get there, and I'm sitting kind of at the back, and it's a viewing. So the casket's up at the front, and the young man, of course, his body's there. And I didn't pay any attention, um, and I was reading my note cards uh, just to kind of get my – so I could kind of memorize some of those opening bits so I could make eye contact with the family when I started talking. Mm-hmm. But something moved me to look up. As soon as I looked up, on the screen, they were showing all the pictures of him throughout his life, was a face. It was him at maybe eight or nine, and he had one eye closed. His mouth was twisted, and he was sticking Oof. his tongue out. I have goosebumps. I immediately got the goosebumps, and I went, oh, oh yeah. it you. And then, of course, my whole service thing changed. I didn't say anything that I wrote down on the cards, and I shared <sighs> the experience. And, and uh it was just beautiful, and my awareness, uh, my guides had, I wouldn't have recognized him in that dream. I didn't yeah, know him. Sure, sure. So I had to be shown in that way, and, and later that evening as I was going to sleep, uh, I had just closed my eyes, and he came through, and he said, heroin, tell my mom I'm sorry, and oh. I didn't know how he passed. So I was able then to give him, uh, his mom that message, and when I told my girlfriend about it, she said, Wendy, she said, you went to mom's uh, service, but you didn't go to the viewing. The viewing was at that exact funeral home you did that uh, for that young man. So I could see the whole thing. Wendy, I'm going to have to end here. I just thank you so much for sharing that story. And it lets all of us know what this whole show is about, that they really are here to the point of the indentation on the bed. Quick drawing, folks. Thank you to those of you who called in. I'm going to quick, I'm shuffling upside down here so I can't see the cards. And the winner of the course is Rebecca. So reach out through my website. And thank you all. We'll see you next week with a special guest. Take care and have a great week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in 
that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.